Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Kaunda. Chama Kaunda, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, Cyrus. How are you keeping, man? Man, you know, it's it's playoff basketball, so I'm thrilled, I'm astounded, I'm entertained. All of the adjectives that one would use for playoff basketball. But, you know, this is normally where you start with, I'm playoffs K. Yes, sir. I am actually playoffs K, almost entering my finals K realm. But, uh, <laughs> yes, Cyrus, I, I, as you put it, I'm thrilled, I'm stunned, I'm shocked. I... I am close to being flabbergasted at certain points, Cyrus. <laughs> the things I am seeing. <laughs> aren't we but, all? Aren't we all? But above all, I'm loving it. You know, this is what I like about the game, Cyrus. The, 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 the fans always win. The, the, you know, basketball fact, always wins. Yeah. That's exactly it, you know. I mean, and every moment that passes, you know, you think about the first round matchups, you think about some of the stuff that went down. I mean, this playoffs has been spectacular when, when you really sort of reminisce. I mean, um, we've had, what, one sweep so far, two sweeps in, in the playoffs when um, Phoenix took care of Denver and then you had the Bucks taking care of the, of the Heat early on. But then, you know, you, you had a couple of really, really great series especially in the east where you had two game sevens in the conference semis um we haven't had that for a while and and it's made for really entertaining uh viewing considering that you know we always talk about you mentioned the phrase and this is one of my favorite things the leaston conference the east is not <laughs> least this time around you know no. um i, and, I think and, if i may throw in some shade there kevin yeah. durant has learned the hard way that the east is not the least in conference. <laughs> yes, I said it. Tell them I said it. Oh, yes, I will tell them it was you, Kaunda. But the thing that's really critical here is that, um, and perhaps maybe this is where we pick it up. We pick it up at the, at the conference semis because what mm. we had, especially in that Bucks net series, was a real clash of the titans where, you know, you had the Bucks who had done so well this season. Um, I, I believe they finished as, what, the number three seed? And, um, you know, they were right behind the Nets, who were the number two seed. And that was really the matchup everybody was hoping would be almost the conference finals. You know, with Giannis against KD, um, Kyrie against Drew, James Harden against the world. Okay, Chris Middleton. But, you know, you had those sort of matchups. Yeah. Then injury robbed us of a lot of those kinds of things. and But it didn't diminish from the series. I mean, we went the full seven. Yes, Cyrus. I mean, I mean that that goes to show you two things. Uh, mm. For me, uh, it, it, it went to show me uh, actually more than two things. Because first of all, it showed me one thing that the uh, Brooklyn Nets were really, really loaded. Because yeah. if they could lose two key all-star players like Kyrie Irving and James Harden at a certain point and keep pushing as hard as they did in the postseason, it just shows to, just goes to show you how loaded that squad is. Secondly, it also showed me that the Milwaukee Bucks really need to be careful because if <laughs> yeah. a hobbled if a hobbled uh, Brooklyn Nets took them all the way to a game seven, what about a motivated Atlanta Hawks? So you you know yeah. it, it showed me a lot of things, and then you know it, it also showed me that uh, a great player like uh, Kevin Durant sometimes in, in clutch moments can you know falter, and another great player like. Yanis uh, Atatakupo uh, can will his team to a win over a mm -hmm. team that was thought of as 
much superior to them. So I, I, I learned a lot watching this series, Cyrus, in the Eastern Conference semifinals. But you know what's what's weird? Because I agree with a lot of what you're saying here, but there's 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 a few things that I'll add to it, right? The first mm-hmm. one being that yes, the Bucks really shouldn't have let a more uh, a Nets team that was missing two stars do what they did to them. But having said that, watching the way KD played, it was as if they had six stars because that man was on another level. Forty-eight points in um in in the game seven, game seven 49 yeah. points in game five i mean this this man was just going for it and i think that when you've got a, a player of kd's ilk and really there are very few of them that have existed in nba history um they could almost power a team through on their on, on their own and they ma- he managed to do a heck of a lot i mean that game seven he played 50 minutes Fine, he went scoreless in, in in OT, but he'd done so much that you know you almost like okay, fine. You've built us the entire Rome. Now we need you to build us um, a little outhouse. And he's like, I just don't have any more bricks, man. I've got nothing left well, in the tank. Speaking of bricks, I think he had two I, major. That's bricks. why I use that. That's why <laughs> I use that. Let's leave you that know. to the side, Cyrus. In all honesty. Even superstar players such as Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant are human beings, Cyrus. They you are, push they them are. for 50 minutes, they, 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 they're going to get exhausted. They're going to get tired, especially if they're coming off a seven-game stretch, Cyrus. Okay, yep. I know it's not back-to-back, but still, it's seven no, hard you... games against a team which had the best defensive record in the NBA for the season. So you know they were not up against just any run-of-the-mill yeah. team that was lucky so. to make it to the postseason. And then you look at who they were throwing at Kevin Durant. First of all, you had his primary guard, who who K- is... KD Tucker, uh, PJ Tucker. KD Tucker. Tucker. He was almost KD Tucker. He <laughs> almost became KD Tucker, especially with the love he was shown by KD's mom. But we'll yeah. move on there. But Cyrus, PJ Tucker is no mug. Uh, uh, if you look at Drew Holiday, who was also thrown at him, is no mug. That you know, Yanis would go up against him and guard him uh, on on certain t- occasions. Yanis yes. had very few minutes against KD, but but this is the thing: he went up against the Brooklyn, the the Milwaukee Bucks, and yes. and and to your point, right? That will take a heck of a lot out of somebody, especially when you're playing extended minutes. And and I think this is where you also have to look at what Steve Nash was doing because the reality is his game plan was Kevin do everything. You got yes. a lot of help from the likes of Bruce Brown. Blake Griffin was spectacular, actually, with the, the level of effort he was putting in. Even those three-point shots he was hitting, he was just really, really a great uh, player within the system. But I also feel as if they needed to have more than just Kevin, though Kevin was the only guy who was doing it because Joe Harris just disappeared. And so it was left to KD. If Joe Harris was even 50% of what he was in the regular season, the Nets take this series. But he wasn't even a shadow of that. And I think that the Bucks they got away with one. But having said that, you, in order to beat a team, you got to perform. And that's what they did. And Giannis was central to that. Yes, we're talking about the free throws and how long it takes. I mean, it takes him about seven years to shoot one free throw. And Cyrus, then you often miss. I wanted to bring that up as a factor. 
that it worked against the Brooklyn Nets fans because they were counting him up from zero to ten. Yeah. And they thought that it was a joke, but actually they were helping him focus and he scored more than he missed. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. That's when a great plan backfires. Unlike no. Hannibal Smith, whose great <laughs> plans always came together. That Brooklyn plan of counting him down and trying to shame him backfired. Yeah. But no. Cyrus but that was more to motivate the refs than than to shame him cyrus they were shaming him they're fans they were against him but cyrus <laughs> let me tell you something first of all back-to-back -back mvp defensive player of the year mm -hmm. I, i'm not too shocked he did what he did and if you ask me i think the brooklyn nets they were assembled and and, and they put together a plan where it was going to be a three-way killing machine it was a three-headed yeah. dragon there was kd in the center to his left there was the head of kyrie irving to his right there was the head of james harden and when that imploded if you will when harden was on one leg as they were yeah. calling him and, and then kyrie had that unfortunate you, you know landing on uh yeah. foot and and obviously he sprained his ankle that sort of you know rattled or or or, or, or disassembled the dragon they had put together because that's when you as the backup players are like okay now mm. what are we gonna do then joe harris is like uh well i am that guy but let's see if i can do this kudos to to the likes of james uh i mean blake griffin uh, jeff green uh, and them stepping up but yeah. I, I i think that like i said before yanis managed to will his squad to, to to take that series because he was like guys this is our time last season the miami heat knocked us mm -hmm. out at this exact point and, and we can't afford to do that because last season they finished at the top seed and then they yeah. were knocked out in the semis by the miami heat which was embarrassing and then everybody started questioning the caliber of one yanis Atetokounmpo. does he deserve the contract he has is he overrated oh, is he a exactly. one-trick pony all of those narratives started going into play but this time i'm so happy cyrus for yanis for the bucks that they've made it this far and let's see what happens with them against the hawks and this is the thing is that I'm really excited to see that particular series um, because I think it's 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 two different kinds of teams. Um, mm -hmm. And every time the Hawks have been written off this postseason, they've come and shocked everybody. So, you know, it's 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 not one of those where I think the Bucks are going to run away with it, though technically they should be a, a lot better than than Atlanta. But I do think though that we're looking at a Bucks team where a lot of people had to step up, and yes. Mm -hmm. We've, we know that there's been a lot of, of, of focus put on Giannis, and rightly so. He's a two-time MVP. Um, but it's the Chris Middletons, the Drew Holidays, um, even even the likes of Pat Connaughton. You know, mm -hmm. they all had mm -hmm. to come to, to the party. Brooke Lopez, these guys had to come to the party. In the past, it's been an over-reliance on Giannis. He gets into foul trouble, then the team doesn't know what to do. And that also includes the coach, who I don't think Coach Bud covered himself in glory in this. I think he managed to get away with, um, you know, almost robbing the Nets uh, in this particular series. But now is the chance for him to really show what he's made of, if he's able to make any adjustments, if there are any required. I just think that the Atlanta Hawks is a really great matchup for the Bucks because the Hawks are a good shooting team. They they do a heck of a lot of their, their best work on the perimeter. And that's mm -hmm. been a bit of a failing for the Bucks defensively um, in the sense that they just don't necessarily 
guard the perimeter as much as they as they should or as well as they should. Maybe not as badly as the Utah Jazz, but when you've got the likes of Trey Young, Danilo Gallinari, um, Bogdanovich, these guys can shoot. Lou Williams is there. So I think it's just it's such a great, great matchup, that that Hawks versus, versus Bucks matchup. So let's go through that. Because if we're looking from a, a player perspective, you know, mm-hmm. you've got Trey Young as your lead guard for the Hawks, and you've got Drew Holiday who will be, you know, battling him. Um, then I'm trying to think, is it Kevin Herter who's been playing as the sort of auxiliary or the shooting guard for, for the, the Hawks? Um, yes. Because you then have on the opposite end to that, um, you know, sometimes the Bucks have used the likes of Connaughton to start games and he's been the kind of guy who's sort of held down a spot. But mm-hmm. it's when you get to the sort of small forward area where you're like, okay, so... Who's playing that for the Hawks? Is it Danilo Gallinari? And what will he do against the likes of um, of Chris Middleton? When you're looking at a power forward, you've got Giannis versus John Collins. When you're looking at centers, then it's Brooke Lopez versus Clint Capella. And, you know, from a man-to-man perspective, this could be the, net, the, the, the Hawks' worst nightmare. It could be, uh, and, and, it, and it might be not, Cyrus. First of all, if we go back to the to 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 to, to the point guard position, um, mm-hmm. I, I think Drew Holiday has got uh, obviously has got Trey Young beat on size, right? But yeah. Trey Young's got uh, got him beat on speed. Trey Young's got great speed and he's got a quick release. So I, I think there, Drew Holiday is going to get a bit of good mileage on his motor because that Trey Young kid, he, he's going to be chasing him around. And Trey Young is pretty mobile. So I, I, I don't know if I can say already uh, Drew Holiday wins that matchup, right? Well, let's let's not forget Drew Holiday didn't look that bad against um, one Kyrie Irving, who's not known for being slow. So no, I think it's important. It's important for us to to you know just look at that. So I think that from a, a defensive perspective, I think Drew versus Trey Young is going to be a fantastic matchup because Drew is the kind of guy who will he will body Trey Young and and if the Bucks are smart, which they haven't necessarily always been, they give the ball to Drew and they tell him to just go at Trey and have as much um, fun with Trey's uh, you know defensive. Um, failings as possible because I, I don't see how Trey Young stops at Drew Holiday. Well, he he's closer to the ground. Quick hands. I, I think those could come into play. <laughs> he's closer to the He's shorter. I mean, and if he's got those quick hands, he can pull off a couple of steals. I've seen him potentially, pull off some nice steals. Potentially. But obviously, he's going to be working overtime. Like, like, like you said, Drew is bigger. Uh, Drew can body him. So, so, but, 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 I still, I'm not still saying it's like a 70-30 situation here, Cyrus. Mm. It could be a 65-55 if you ask me, because yeah. that Trey Young boy is fast. Cyrus is quick on his feet. His hands are extra quick, and, and, and he's quite accurate when it comes to shooting from range. Uh, and, and he also loves to take that, uh, you know, the, 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 the basketball to the hole. But obviously, along the way, he's going to meet the likes of Yanis. And, there's and a lot of trees. There are there's a lot, lot of trees. There's, there's a lot of trees from, uh, um, you know, from, 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 from Milwaukee, yeah. from Milwaukee there. But, 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 but Cyrus, 
I, I think when you look at the two god, dude, okay. Um... Well, the two god one's an interesting one because the Hawks have been playing Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich, as yes. the, the, the two god. And I mean, he's a good player. But what we saw in the net series was that the Bucks use Middleton as the two. And mm-hmm. so Bogdanovich versus Middleton is also a bit of a mismatch, right? And I think that is where Chris Middleton really comes to the fore. He's going to be shooting over this guy because he's got the he's got the edge on him height wise, and he also you know he's fantastic in the mid range, um, and isn't isn't too bad defensively. It's when you look at those matchups, I just don't see any position in particular where the Hawks have a player that is better than the Bucks do in that starting five. Look, Cyrus, I, I, I tend to agree with you there, but th- let's not underrate uh, the, the 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 Hawks here because I know John Collins versus Yanis. Woo! Talk mm-hmm. about mismatches. But John Collins Look, has did been known to explode. He all over Joel Embiid. That's what I'm saying. He's been known to explode. And, 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 and I think he's got youth over Yanis, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. He's got youth over Yanis. He, he, he's quite athletic. He gets up there. He's faster than Yanis. If you look at Yanis's frame, Yanis's I'm frame. I'm not sure about that, but I get what you're no, getting at. Yanis takes longer steps. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. But I'm really saying. Really quickly. Like, 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 like speed wise, yeah, Yanis is still young. So I, I guess that, that's going to be even Stevens when it comes to that. But, but then we go to the center position. Can Clint Capella you know, really uh, take on a Brook Lopez in a series of seven games. couldn't stop Joel Embiid. Neither could John Collins. Cyrus, I I get the feeling Brook Lopez couldn't be able to stop Joel Embiid. Look, Joel Embiid is a beast. Joel Embiid is a big beast. That that is an African enigma. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But but Brook Lopez is also a big guy. And so I think that's what we're going to see is that what happens with Brook there. I just, I think it's important for us to understand. But how old is Brook, Cyrus? How old is Brook? Well, look, he's not the youngest. I think he's like... Brook is older than Joel. Yeah, but but this is, if you're playing in the paint, just remember... Age isn't necessarily the determinant here, and and Clint Capella is a lot smaller than Brook Lopez, just from a size True. and weight wise, right? So, True. you know, if you're looking at it in that regard, this is a Brook Lopez who is keeping up with the likes of Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant is not necessarily the youngest guy, but um, it's important to understand that he's he's held his own against some of the the best in the league. Mm-hmm. And how do like I just don't see where the Hawks really boss the the. The, the Bucks. The issue will be what happens with the second unit guys because the likes of Lou Williams has been fantastic. You've got the likes yep. of Herder who's done really well. Um, they've been able to. The Hawks have been able to call on guys off the bench to to come and do a job. The Galinari's have, have. Well, I say let's call call it the larger roster as a whole. The, you know, the likes of Galinari has really done a good job for for the Hawks coming in with points when they need getting defensive stops when needed as well. Even the likes of Nyeko Okongu has managed to, to get a couple of minutes here and there. But, you know, even the Bucks bench, when you look at it, could also come in with some good minutes. Because we, we've left out the likes of PJ Tucker, who was really important yep. in stopping Kevin Durant. Now, mm-hmm. he might not necessarily have the same level of, of task against a John Collins, but he'll give him a heck of a hard time. Because he's also he's a wily character that that that, that PJ Tucker, and Cyrus, we're, we're forgetting at some we're forgetting about somebody else the Bucks could show could throw at John Collins who is one Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, um, Portis exactly. Bobby Portis is a problem on defense. 
and, and that's my point. Guarding you, uh, he could he could give the likes of John Collins a lot of trouble, Cyrus. Exactly. And, and he looks locked in. Uh, I, I like like the, the the look on Bobby Portis. And I think he could cause a lot of trouble. Yeah, so that's my point. So I, I feel like this will be a, the Bucks series to lose. But um, we focus on the East. We focus on the Bucks, Bucks versus Hawks a lot. Let's look at, at the West um, to, to round off the show a little bit. And um, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at just how good the Phoenix Suns have been, um, that's also been a huge surprise for some because no one expected them to take this leap much like the atlanta hawks on the east phoenix was like i mean we've got this we know what we're doing and then they end up as the number two seed and yep. in every single series that they've played they've just been superb that first one against the lakers winning that 4-2 they were sensational yes there was injury issues ad wasn't there you know lebron was also you know not at 100 percent and but you've got to beat who's in front of you but taking down the new MVP, Nikola Jokic, and that Denver Nuggets team in four straight games is a phenomenal achievement. And I think that's what really has set them up. And now they're one up against the Clippers um, in their Western Conference Final. Um, do you think the Suns team has what it takes to, to get to the, the NBA Finals? Cyrus, first of all, I'm going to go all the way back because you know whose fan I am. So yes. I think they've been injury lucky. That's what I'm okay. saying. The Lakers okay. were hobbled. The, the Nuggets didn't have Jamal Murray. I, mm -hmm. I, I think if Jamal Murray had been there, things would have been different score-wise. Maybe they, they, maybe they, they would have won it in them. seven. They, they, they would have won it in seven. Them. But 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 that sweep to me just goes to show me that the, the Denver Nuggets were were quite out of focus because. The Denver Nuggets, I'm going to go a little bit into the Denver Nuggets, Cyrus. I'm going to make it quick. They have a better squad, even a better bench than they had last season. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't have uh, Aaron Gordon last season. They didn't yeah. have JaVale McGee last season. I, mm. I, I just don't know what happened to the Nuggets. I think they choked, uh, and the Suns were like, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Christmas came early. The Suns, Suns played them. The Suns I think, played them. I think that <laughs> fan gave them all the... The blessings they needed. He said Suns in four. Proper and beating. It was, and it, it, it came to be. Four. Let, 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 let me not take away anything from, from Devin Booker, from, 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 from Chris from Paul, Chris Paul yeah. from Cameron Payne. Cyrus, no, they played. Let, let me just give respect where respect DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton was He eats in the paint, Cyrus, if he's been yeah. eating in the paint. When they played the previous game, the first mm -hmm. uh, conference finals game, he was eating in the paint. I swear I saw him with a bowl of noodles. He was eating <laughs> in the paint. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton is having, is having a yeah. heck of a postseason. And he this is. is the first time for these guys. I, I, I'm yeah. loving it. For, well, for, for the young guys. Obviously, you've got the likes of Jay Crowder who've been here before. But mm. for the young ones, the, the, the young ones, this is like fantastic for them. I, I think Cyrus. I've got to agree with you. I rarely do this, but the Suns have been on a great tear. And but but now let's talk about the Western Conference Finals. They are up against poor George, who yeah. has taken all the insults, Cyrus, all the insults, pandemic P, pressurized P. <laughs> Every negative adjective has been added. Yeah, that's that true. Jeez. Because of what happened in the bubble. Uh, yeah. I, I think Cyrus, he did address the reasons behind that. We were not going to get into that. Uh, you know, we, we all handle stress differently, you know. Yeah. But I think 
What I'm weary of is the fact that Chris Paul might not come back in the soonest possible time, right? But at the mm. same time, the Clippers don't have Kawhi. So exactly. they're both missing their superstars, if you will. So mm -hmm. judging by what the Suns were able to do in game one, I give them a chance, Cyrus, but it'll come in seven games. Let me tell you why. In yeah. the fourth quarter, I started seeing signs of exhaustion on one DeAndre Ayton. He's one of the youngest players on that squad, but I saw him make a couple of clumsy plays towards the end there. He he was supposed to guard poor George, but yeah. he gave him enough space to actually make a barbecue and put up a picket fence before he took <laughs> that three. And he made it. And I was like, DeAndre Ayton, are you that tired? Scream at jo poor George or something. You know, and I saw him do it another turnover. And I was like, I think these uh, youngsters are getting tired. But I, I, maybe it's the cold legs because they've had some time off. They've had there. a lot of rest, yeah. They got a lot of rest, but that's some. Sometimes that amount of rest is not good for you because you're not playing that competitive yeah, basketball against the opponent. It can be detrimental. So maybe this was a way of oiling their joints and getting their mojo back. But they took the game, so to me, they shouldn't get complacent because. Poor George and them will not let them just have it. Poor George is seeing like a rebirth of himself. Uh, Marcus uh, uh, Morris Sr. is looking great. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 Jackson, uh, I forget Reggie his first Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Jackson. He, he, he's, he's performing at a level we didn't expect at the no, beginning of the no. season. If you told me Reggie Jackson would be doing what he's doing in the postseason, getting double I would figures, have laughed. And getting and those three get baskets, Cyrus. Yeah. In the in their final game against the Utah Jazz, a youngster, Terrence Mann, sophomore, he Ooh. was fantastic. I think he's got another game like that in him, and he's gonna show up. First game, and it's it's his first conference final appearance. Maybe there could have been nerves in that game one, but I think that young man. I saw what he did. He came in clutch. Uh, in that game and almost helped the Clippers regain yeah. a lead, but it was a little too, little too late. But Cyrus, I think he's got another game in him. Terrence Mann is going to show us he, that he, that he wasn't a fluke one does. more time. He, he potentially does, but he won't be given as much time on the ball as he was in that Utah series. And I think let's talk about the, the Clippers a little bit here because their run to these to these conference finals has been an intriguing one in the sense that, you know, they, yeah. they needed seven games to get past the Dallas Mavericks. They looked all over the place. And that's where the pandemic mm -hmm. key stuff carried on. But Kawhi was there. He was there able to help that team and they got past Luca and, and and the Mavs and they now have imploded in terms of the Mavericks then getting past the the, the number one seed the Utah Jazz winning that series 4-2 and then missing Kawhi for the last two games was really a sensational turnaround from this team because they started to get a lot more from everybody else in that squad who's been very very impressive for me this postseason has been Nicola Batum who has oh, just yes. been so so good he's whenever they've needed him on the defensive end he's stepped up whenever whenever they've needed him offensively he's done really well and i think that when you look at the the, the players that they have there like demarcus cousins people forget that he's actually part of this clippers team now he's there he's actually weighed in with like 11 points last night Yep. They're going to need every single person, maybe even the cleaning staff, to start doing things on court with Kawhi out. But the Clippers have got a Paul George who's rejuvenated and he looks like he's fired up. It's just that the Clippers, 
went and were their own worst enemy in that first game against the Suns, Reggie Jackson gave the ball away cheaply, doing what we've known Reggie Jackson to do for years. So if they can cut out all of those mistakes, maybe that gives the Clippers a bit of an edge because they've got experience on their side. And there's also talk that potentially Chris Paul could be there for game two. Um, because of the COVID protocols, he might have managed to get through everything. So he could be there for game two if he's even you know up for it. I just think, though, that that Clippers and Suns series really comes down to Devin Booker. And he goes and gets his first career triple-double in a conference conference final against a team like the Clippers. And he scores 40 points in that triple-double. It's insane how good Devin Booker can be. He's got that killer instinct. He's just got it. He does things big. You saw the yeah. car he, he you saw the car he was coming to the playoffs with. He doesn't do small <laughs> things. Devin Booker does not do small things. Devin Booker has got a signed pair of Kobe sneakers. He's got the Mamba mentality, Cyrus. Yeah. But I want to ask you a question, Cyrus. Yeah. I've noticed something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Does Paul George play better in the absence of Kawhi? Ah. Uh, a really good question because I I tend to think so, but I'll also say something that is in in um, in agreement with what you've said. Think about where Paul George has been in the last couple of years, right? He's an mm-hmm. OKC, didn't quite work out there primarily because he was on a team that had two small forwards on it, right? Yeah, you had him and Melo, uh, right? And, yeah. and they just didn't know what to do. And then they started pushing, uh, you know, um, Camelo to, to the power four. And it just didn't work. Yeah. Then he goes to uh, LA Clippers, who then ask him to come and team up with another small forward in Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi is generally playing his preferred position, where Paul George is sort of playing like a, a small, uh, you know, four um, as, as a power forward. And it's just not his game. He just is trying and it hasn't worked. Now he's in his regular position and he's doing what he he normally does. So I've often felt Paul George's biggest issues have come from being asked to do things that aren't necessarily his forte. Um, And this is one of the things that you're seeing now. He's also being freed a little bit more to have the ball to, to take the reins. Um, because there's no Kawhi there. But of course, he'd love to have him there. So I think that, you know, the the Clippers will be happy to have a PG, but the, their biggest issue is that now they only have one star. And when the Suns get Chris Paul back, they'll have two because Devin Booker is that other guy and then the role players around them. I mean, you could almost call DeAndre Ayton a star, though he's a star on the rise, as opposed to like somebody who's really, you know, solidified their their, their status in the league. And I think that might be what what pushes the Suns to an NBA Finals appearance. I think it would be great to see the Clippers face off against a team like the Bucks in the NBA Finals, as opposed to seeing the Phoenix Suns taking on the Atlanta Hawks. It could be a good series, but we just don't know. But I, I think that we're, we're at the point where everything just looks exciting. So yep. you think Clippers are going to beat the Suns, or what do you think is going to happen in that series? Cyrus, um, I, I love Devin Booker. I think he's... Uh, a star that's like almost risen. He's no longer a rising star. He, he's yeah. right there in the sky and he's proved himself numerous times. Chris Paul, to me, uh, is similar to James Harden. I, I think he needs that chip and this could be his mm. chance to get one. You know, James Harden was just unfortunate in Brooklyn. But 
I think the Clippers have got them on this. They've just got too much firepower there, Cyrus. Okay. I, 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 I mean, if you look, look at, like you said, Demarcus Cousins is, mm -hmm. is, is there. They, they, they can play him in the center. They've still got Ibika Zubas. Who, who who's young he, he's great in the paint uh, a bit of a liability uh, but i get you sometimes it's a liability but his, his presence uh, I, I mean is a lot they've got nicola batoon cyrus if you need a three in a crunch moment he's been, away, he's been you, weighing in you, you you can count on him poor george like i said to me he's playing better without Kawhi. maybe they should maybe coach lou should look at not having them on the floor uh, together too much so that they can both play the three the you know the three guard position um cyrus uh, i mean reggie jackson he's playing well they've they've even got playoffs rondo they, they, cyrus they, they've got a lot of pieces yeah. at the clippers that clippers they re squad they really do originally was i know was assembled to take out the lakers but the lakers took themselves out so yeah. now i i think the suns as much as i i, I love their grit i love the fact that They've said youth and athleticism. We don't have that 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 experience of the vets, but it's okay. We can still take them out using speed, using endurance, uh, and using accuracy and clever plays. Uh, and it's worked so far, right? But I still think the kind of experience that the Clippers have on that squad and the depth of their bench uh, can really uh, take out the Sun, Cyrus. Okay. Uh, if you ask me, interesting take, which I did. It's the Clippers. <laughs> okay. Look, the thing for me is, I, I I agree with a lot of the points you've made, but I just keep thinking, there's something fragile about this Clippers team. And that game one loss showed mm -hmm. it to me again, where you had um, Paul George scores 34 points, right? Reggie mm -hmm. Jackson scores 24 points. And mm -hmm. DeMarcus Cousins is the next highest point scorer in that team with 11 points. And nobody else hits double digits for the Clippers and that says a lot about what happens with this team when crunch time comes because Marcus Morris Sr. has six points in 21 minutes. I mean he was 0 for 5 from three-point range and three from 11 from field goal range. So you can't have that. You can't have that in the conference finals and, and this is the kind of problem that they face. This is why they've needed Kawhi so much because he's been here, he's done it, he's just that kind of guy. Let's yep. look then at the young Phoenix Suns, who, when you look at them, Devin Booker had a 40-point triple-double, which was insane. But following him was 20 points from DeAndre Ayton, who also got nine rebounds. Then you had Mikhail Bridges come with 14 points. You had Jay Crowder with 13 points. Cameron Johnson with 12 points. Even an eight-point performance from Torrey Craig. So they mm -hmm. shared the points and they shared a lot of, of the workload as a team. And I think that's the difference between the Suns and the Clippers. The Suns are a team who have a star in Devin Booker and the Clippers are a amalgamation of various players with a couple of stars on them i i actually think the suns are gonna beat the clippers in this series and potentially go through but having said that in my bracket i called clippers bucks as the final so so you're saying clippers to go through and do you think the bucks will beat the hawks Yes, Cyrus. The, the Bucks would definitely, well, let me not put it definitely on there. Let me put it likely. The Bucks will likely uh, beat, beat the Hawks. It won't be an easy run because, Cyrus, you know, there's so many moving pieces. There are injuries. There could be, uh, mm -hmm. you know, COVID things that might happen. But if you ask me on paper, uh, the Bucks could take this one even in five games, Cyrus. Okay. That, I, I they, agree they, with they, it. They, they might give the Hawks a gentleman's sweep, you know, like give them one game. <laughs> because that, that, that first game, 
uh, I, I always think it could go either way because teams are always like feeling each other out with, in that first yeah. game. So like, so how are they going to bring it? What, what, what kind of strategies do these guys have? And if you just take your foot off the gas a little bit, what happened to the Clippers will happen to you and the Suns will take uh, yeah. game one, although they came into that series as the underdog. But boom, there you see it. Devin Booker steps up, DeAndre Ayton steps up, you know, and well, you just see. There's something to, to remember here, Kay. Yes, you could take your eye off the prize, and I think that might have happened with the Clippers, but this is about home court, and the Suns won at home. Now, in the rest of this series in the East, Milwaukee have home court, and mm -hmm. so they've been great at home and managed to get the Game 7 on the road. I think that this is, the uh, you know, that that's potentially what will be the decisive factor here, that will Atlanta have enough to win in Milwaukee? I don't know. And but it could also be that the Bucks could take the eye off the prize by saying, "Man, we beat the Nets. Whew, let's chill. You can't chill now. They've Absolutely. lost in the Eastern Conference Finals before to the to the Raptors. Um, yep. So you know they'll remember that. But we're going to have to leave it there, Counter. Thank you so much, man. Um, it's been another great post-up podcast. We can't wait for more of this action in the in the in the postseason because it's just been spectacular. Um, from me, Cyrus Rogers, and from you, Counter Chama. It's thanks for joining us. See you next time. Indeed. And thank you for listening to the Post Up Podcast.